Sons of the Hunt podcast, episode number 15. How about that, man? 15. 15. Pretty, pretty wild. 14 in the books. Yeah. Technically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll get to it. That's, it, it, that's it, totally on me, that one. You know, man. it's a turkey episode, one. though, yeah. so yeah. maybe, yeah. you know. We'll, we'll bring it around. It will have a little special occasion one of these times in the spring. It'll and do be the Sons of the Hunt Easter egg episode. Double release or yeah. something. <laughs> oh, man. I'm exhausted. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I've been up since 4. You've been up since, you know, butt crack at dawn. Yeah. So 4.30. It, it's officially hunting season, and uh, we've been trying to make the best of it <laughs> yeah. so far of this young season. Yeah, we, we, we scrapped this one together here for sure. We weren't sure if we were going to record, and then we decided we were going to showed up in your driveway. <laughs> I was like, you, you want to do it? And you're like, yep, I'm sitting in your driveway. So I was like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, we both literally just climbed out of a tree yeah. with it, with about an hour ago. So, uh, yeah, it's a uh, good time of year, man. It's it's tough to it's tough to have a frown this yeah. time of year, man. It's it's challenging. Yeah, it's, it's... Can't be sad. You know, you're... You get to that point of exhaustion, and I shouldn't be there yet because we're only six days in. I know, right? uh, Yeah, I'm I'm a little loopy. I'm a sleeper. I need sleep. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're six days in. Tomorrow will be one week of archery season, and the book's done. That's it. That was a great night, man. I actually enjoyed myself. Uh, No deer, of course. I didn't get one, but I saw some deer. Uh, Had a couple of doe come through, and... I had a really cool young six-pointer come down and bed down about 45 yards down the hill from me and just sat there for close to an hour. So it was nice. something to watch. You know, it definitely keeps it interesting. Yeah. Keeps it interesting. But uh, Yeah, I watched a four-pointer pretty much all night. Yeah. And that was it. I couldn't believe it because I, I was sitting that that same stand that I hit that one out of. And usually an evening sit there, that field just loads up with yeah. dough. And uh, not tonight though, just one f- little four pointer by himself. It's always there's all those always those variables, man. I tell you, I, I wasn't even planning on going tonight. Uh, I had all kinds of stuff I had planned to do, and everything kind of just started falling off my list one after the other. Like, okay, well, I can't do that. Well, well that's out. Can't do that. And then uh, I think you messaged me that you were seeing deer at like eleven o'clock this morning. And might, I was like, yeah, all my right. dad saw a nice one walking around he said it was a, a real big eight he said huge body and that was 11 o'clock this morning which yeah kind of kind of for the first week of the season that's that's uh non-typical uh so i started yeah. getting all jazzed up i'm like oh man i'm like all right if i can drop one more thing off my list i'm gonna be able to get home get my bow dialed in and uh get my stuff together and get out and uh fortunately i was able to get out and man i'll tell you what it's a beautiful night Nice yeah. uh, warmer day. I don't like it yeah. this warm, but you know it makes for a nice sit. You're not freezing your ass off or anything. The, you know? This morning was real nice. Yeah. And the first thing, it was chilly. It was colder than I anticipated. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see many do this morning. No, I couldn't do it. I had too much going on. I had to go. Uh, I do a little side work uh, for a company down in Wilkesbury, so that's where I was this morning. Yeah, uh, I was down there doing some stuff. So, uh, yeah, I was just lucky. I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't planning on getting out until at least next weekend. So tonight was a bonus. Right. And of all the stuff, I got all my stuff dialed in, had everything ready to go, got in the car, took off. I pull into my spot. I'm like, where's my video camera? Oh. Yep, sitting on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Completely Ooh. forgot to grab that. Of all the stuff that I left behind, 
yeah, I leave my camera. But it would have been great. I mean, that had that six-pointer bedded down, and here come a flock of turkeys down the hill, and they're chasing the buck, and he's up on his hind legs and swatting at them. Yeah. And I was like, that would have been great. Yeah. Get that footage. And yep. I'm like, you know, your cell phone would only zoom in so far. <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm uh, I'm playing those games right now, trying to keep everything charged. And, uh, well, that's yeah, it. Got... You hunt the day, the morning, then you hunt the evening, and then you drew a podcast. I mean, you have to invest in some new, some more batteries, man. You have to get a stockade I, of them. Yeah, I feel like I, I just need like a second set of equipment that's just set up and ready to go. See that? And I feel like a second set of clothes I'm going to need because – you might hear the washing machine in the background and washing clothes now. Mm-hmm. Warm out a couple of times. I wash them every couple of times. It's I like wear a part time job, man. It really is. It, it's like you. you hate to use the W word. <laughs> cause it, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot involved. And you, you know, I was actually thinking about it the other day. I, I had some of my stuff laid out and I was going to go through kind of like my checklist, right. my process of what it actually takes to get everything together. To the point that I feel comfortable enough to go hunt. Right. And it's a lot. It, yeah, it is. Oh, those are fireworks. fireworks Sorry. Because yeah. I was, I thought that that was Aldo chewing a bone upstairs. Right? We've, we've got dogs chewing bones and washing machines and fireworks in the background. And I'm telling you, we are, we're, we're wading through it today, folks. Yeah. We're wading is, through it. This is a shoot from the hip <laughs> type of podcast. Climb out today. of a tree. We're dodging all kinds of background noises. Good times. Good yeah. times. This but, is how we roll for episode 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, those sound close. Yeah, they're they're not messing around. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, other than today, which was kind of slow, and I was anticipating it being pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a great first day in the stand. Yeah. I I almost I was almost done by right? you know ten o'clock, but it didn't play out. You know the way it uh, could have. I I don't know exactly what happened. I mean, I could tell the the story pretty quick, but. It was real foggy on the first morning, and I was hunting uh, that same stand. I've been hammering that stand. I've only been hunting that one. I, I, if I keep getting good wind, I'm going to keep going to right. it. I, I, don't, I don't believe in people saying you're going to hunt, hunt a stand out. you burn it out, yeah. I mean, I, this is only the second time I sat in it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I figure, you know, if the, if the wind's good and you're not spooking anything out of there and you're still getting trail camera pictures there, hunt it, you know. Yep. Especially because it's, it's hot right now. I've got a bunch of... Uh, early season buck on it and a couple three and a half year olds and if i get a shot at one of them i, I think I, i've got my mind made up that it's going to happen sure but that was one of those three and a half year olds i saw the first day and it was so foggy he was right on the other side of the apple tree and i didn't even know he was there right and uh i don't know if maybe he caught some of my wind or or something but him and, an, and a smaller buck took a couple leaps and they they just stopped at 60 and it's almost like they, I don't even know if they were scared or, or affected by anything because they just jumped out and then they immediately just started feeding. Yeah. And then he just hung out at like 75 yards for the entire morning. teased you for a while. Yeah, the entire morning. It was like 1030, I think he was still in that field, which was, you know, this is the second deer I've heard that's, you know, been walking around at 1030, 11 o'clock know, in the morning. Man. I was and all it, jazzed up. I was actually at Walmart when you were texting. Yeah. Yeah, I was there buying a, I had to go buy, actually I was wishful thinking I was buying the biggest cutting board I could find because mm. uh, uh, I need a new cutting board for uh, for cutting deer. I was, you know, yeah. again, wishful thinking, but uh, so I, I, I have to hit up a restaurant supply store. Man. I got a place that'll hook you up. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. It's uh, one of the places that, um, we buy a lot of uh, Schedule 80 pipe and a lot of plumbing supplies. Uh, it's Penaplast. 
down okay. in the uh, the industrial park, they they cut that to size, whatever size you want. Oh no kidding! So they can no do like a whole countertop. Yeah, I've seen like you know these guys they sell sheets of plastic on Craigslist or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like twenty five bucks. This for is a actual cutting eight. board material. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I, I found it was decent size. You know what I mean? It's uh, it'll it'll do. Yeah. I, I can get like one hind quarter on it, and that's it. So I like to set up a folding table in the yard and just work right out of my yard. Yeah, man, depending on the weather. Yeah, but uh, that's the ticket, man. I, since I started uh, butchering my own deer. Yeah, oh, man, but I mean, right now we, we neither of us have to really worry no, about we're that. Kind of. <laughs> again, wishful thinking. I uh, I cooked my last pack of steaks the other day, and I I've been out for a while, but I've yeah. had a plan for these these steaks right. for uh for a long time and they've been in the freezer and i actually filmed uh you know like a cooking segment yeah excuse me and it was uh my favorite way to eat venison and it's just seared in cast iron yeah and a, and a couple sides that that i like you know i'll cut up an avocado and i make some aioli and it's good stuff. Some Brussels sprouts wrapped in bacon and oh man, yeah, it was it's You're legit. Killing me. Uh, that, that's <laughs> it's by far my favorite meal. I could eat it for every single meal. Yeah, and it's you know it's healthy. It's good for you. Yeah, I gotta I gotta I keep threatening <clears throat> to bring up a, a, a little container of that seasoning that I make up for you. I yeah. changed it up a little bit, so I'd like to get your feedback on it. I gave it to a few people. Because I, I added a couple things. I don't want to go too crazy with it. It's kind of like it stems off of my grandfather had this super simple way of making it. And that's just, that invokes so many memories for me, man. When I make venison that way, it just goes right back to when I was like 8, 9, 10 years old, sitting there yeah. just dying, waiting for that to come out of the frying pan. You know right. what I mean? Because I knew how good it was. And I was the only one that ate it. You know? yeah. My brother couldn't stand it. My cousins, nobody wanted it. It was a deer. It freaked them out. I think it yeah. was the whole mental hurdle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it happens with a lot of people that had that that mental hurdle. They just cannot overcome to to get to some of the finest meat available. It's funny that you you mentioned that because I was having a discussion with somebody the other day, and they were talking about eating rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think I could do it. No. I I will try anything. Yeah. And I I you know I've been in the Philippines. I've eaten some weird stuff. Right. I don't think I could bring myself to eat a snake. I just hate like the way they move. And right. I just yeah. Well, I don't there's think some, I there's do certain it. things out there that just hang you up. I mean, I'm the same way. Like I will tell you, everyone swears about how good they are, but I I don't think I could ever eat a deer nut, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, you know what? I <laughs> swear to God, up until like a month ago, yeah. I thought that that was some kind of running joke on the internet. <laughs> the the mountain oysters, the man. Rocky Mountain oysters. Rocky mountain I oysters, legitimately yeah. thought that that was just a joke nope. to, to see if you could get somebody to eat it. Right, there right. are people that enjoy yeah, like snipe hunting. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way that they could taste yeah. good. They have to be so musty. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just uh, I have no desire to find out if I like it or not. I mean, like calamari. When I first tried calamari, I didn't know what it was, oh, if, it, and I love it. Absolutely that's legitimately it. my favorite seafood. Yeah, calamari. I, I mean, it's fantastic. Everywhere we go, if it's on the menu, I'm, that's usually what I'm going to get. Yeah, Unless same. it's like that crap they just pull out of a bag that's already breaded. Yeah, and, you know, that, yeah, yeah. keep it. Uh, but yeah, calamari is good stuff. And honestly, when I tried that, I didn't know what it was. And I was like, "This is amazing. What is it?" Like squid. I'm like, "Well, okay, cool." Yeah, it's delicious. Could have told the... me it was toenails. I would eat it. It's so good. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think I could ever eat a buck nut. That's that's kind of off my radar. So, so I can see this, the the snake thing. You know what I mean? The, the rattlesnake thing. I've tried it. It's not bad. It's not really? my favorite thing in the world. I, it's not like oh god, I'll get me some rattlesnake. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's not bad. It was tolerable. What part sure. of the snake did you eat? It was uh, his knee. Th- 
his knee. <laughs> you had me thinking for I'm like, what the hell? How many parts are there? <laughs> I'm like the big part. Yeah. The big thick part. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not too bad. But yeah, man, definitely. Uh, I'm I'm jonesing to get a deer on the ground, man. I've yeah. got all kinds of ideas for butchering different ways, and I want to do like French, like French the bones, do some real cool chops. I've, I've never done osabuco, mm. and and I know that. You're a big fan of that. You do that. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah. Oh, hi, Oscar. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite ways because you know there's a lot of pieces of the deer that get kind of left in the woods. You know, mm-hmm. the heart, man, it kills me. Oh, I to see the heart get left time. in the woods. Heart um, you know, there's a cool thing I have to I have to show it to you. I, it's called they're called lollipops, but you, you make them with the rib meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that idea. I haven't done it yet, so that's one of my new ideas. I'm going to try this year. Yep. Uh, you just kind of shave the rib meat a little bit and you roll it up and make like a little lollipop bite at the end of the rib bone and that looks pretty cool um yeah there's a lot of cool things that i just love to experiment with i still have femur bones from last year waiting to make some really Broth. sweet stock yeah Your stock yeah yeah man, be... i love making demi-glaze <clears throat> venison demi-glaze that's such a delicacy man you can't find that anywhere yeah so and the, the more you're going and going like i'm thinking all right any deer that gets within 40 i know i'm tomorrow. about to run one over with my car <laughs> on the way home <laughs> man but uh, yeah, well, that's you know, but you know, for a lot of people, that's that's you know what what drives you, man. That's what that's yeah, a driving force is to uh, you know, every everyone has their own reasons why they hunt, and uh, you know we've said it a hundred times before. If it's yeah. legal, we're good with it. Knock your socks off. But yeah, the the food thing that's my that's my driving force, man. Yeah, I mean, I would, I don't know. It, it's hard for me to say if if one thing drives me more than another. Right. That's definitely a big big part of it. You know, we, we both have you know, culinary backgrounds. Exactly, yeah. And uh, it's just fun messing with it and seeing what, what you can it, do with what it. What you can pull off. I mean, to make a, 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 I guess you could say more of a standard dish, but you substitute venison, yeah. that's 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 fun for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh saw a recipe for uh, turkey sausage, for breakfast sausage. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely ready to jack on that. Man, I tell you, I saw those turkeys tonight. They're lucky they weren't in season, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were definitely within range. Once turkey season comes around, I won't see another turkey. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just – the wild game aspect. I mean, squirrels, man, I used to shudder to think eating a squirrel. I'm like, ah, I can't do it. The tree rats can't eat them. Yeah. Then I, I sucked it up one day, and I made uh, squirrel and dumplings, like chicken and dumplings. Nice. Oh, man. I was like – I was really, really going to go out in my yard and start clubbing some squirrels. Yeah. It was so good. I wanted more. You guys almost had me convinced when, with that uh, Nashville hot squirrel. Oh, yeah. I, I I've never that. tried it. It looks good. I mean, you know, the hot chicken, that's yeah. a big thing. Yeah. Know? And I, I have had that before, not actually from Nashville and other, you know, other restaurants that have mm-hmm. imitated it, and it's yeah, yeah. pretty delicious. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to give it a shot. I'm supposed to go out in February and do a thing with uh, with Teddy Clark. Yeah. Go, uh knock some squirrels down, do some cooking and stuff like that, do a, a little a little uh, video for that. That should be interesting, especially getting Teddy involved in it. Yeah. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. But, yeah, I mean, this, you know, everyone, it's a really tricky question if you go to somebody and say, so why do you hunt? Mm-hmm. That's a really, really slippery slope, yeah. man. I mean, it, that's not an easily answered question. Yeah, yeah, it's not a short answer. There's definitely not. Means. There's definitely not. But, you know, there's usually, you know, one, two, or maybe even three top, like yeah the, the food thing is definitely there for me i'm yeah you know usually hungry that, yeah, you know? yeah so, seriously so that that always plays a big part in it um i don't know i don't really want to 
<laughs> get into every... but yeah this is the, yeah i i think i might have strayed us into something pretty deep there <laughs> my my bad we um, i mean that would probably be a good a good episode if we you know gave it some thought yeah and gave ourselves you know a, a two-week period in between a podcast to actually think about it and try to summarize it yeah and i'll tell you it's more difficult than you think because I, I actually have half of a, a story like an article on my computer that i started writing and i stalled out on it i'm yeah. like jeez how do you answer this? I mean, it's really, it really, I think I maybe overthought it, but I had to put it aside and like rest on it. Cause I just couldn't really, you know, put a point on it. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point, man. Then that might not be a bad one to go. We'll just kind of chew on it for a week or two and then come back at it and, uh, yeah. Throw a couple topics around on that. Maybe you know, this, this is probably discussion. This is, this is actually the perfect, uh, clip for me to throw up on, on Facebook and Instagram and, See if we could get anyone to actually answer that. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. What's your, what's your, you know, if you had to boil it down to to one answer, you know, I mean, now granted, you know, it's that's not a good easy thing to do, but you know, gun to your head, yeah. You know, what would be your number one? You know, is it is it tradition? Um, is it fun? I mean, that's not there's no wrong answer. Yeah, you know I mean? that's right. But it'd be interesting to see what the what the number ones are for a lot of people out there. Yeah, like a number one answer. I don't think you could do it. I don't. Food, uh, hands down. I guess, I guess that's it would mine. Have to be food. I mean, you know, but everyone could be different. You know, I, I, mean? I, I think that the best way to answer that would be self-sufficiency, because then you'd it kind of, it's kind of almost all-encompassing. It know, is it's food, yeah. and it's supporting yourself, and it you know absolutely, you know what I mean, and, and it's accomplishment. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I yeah. mean, a lot of people do it just for the challenge to put yourself in a in a wild animal's bedroom mm-hmm. and, and and outsmart them. I mean, yeah. that's. That's tough, man. That's not easy. Yeah. And it's not something we do for a living like we used to. You know yeah. I mean? Back in the day, you know, you were a hunter or you were a gatherer or you were both. That was yeah. it. You know, you weren't an accountant sometimes. Yeah. Just, it just, yeah, how disconnected a lot of people have become from it. And... That's it. I mean, and, you know, even, even me, I mean, I, I eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff and I'm still disconnected compared to how it used to be. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, it's still, it's, it's, a, it's quite the, the feat to get out there and get into an animal's, uh, you know, living room and, and, and put a sneak on them or, uh, you know, just get up, play the wind right or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, the challenge could be, you know, a big one for a lot of people. The tradition of it, you know, every time I, I start thinking about hunting season, I can't help but think back to the beginnings for me. You know, right. I mean? this is my 30th year hunting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, been doing it a long time yeah. and I, I can't think of a bad year. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Sure. But it's, you know, you go back to the tradition of it. I mean, some people like the food, you know, that of it. Some people, I mean, some people go because they, they want a big rack to put on the wall. That's fine. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I mean, everyone has their own reasons for why they, they do it. And again, there's really no right or wrong answer to that, but right. uh, that would be an interesting, uh, little segment to throw out there and see what kind of opinions we get on that. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of the you know the normal ones we usually think of right out of the gate, I'd like to see a couple of surprises. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to put that together. That's a solid idea. Solid idea. But uh, yeah, I mean, we just went off on a tangent there. A little in, bit in, in all kinds of directions. I know, right? Well, this is what you get. Yeah. <laughs> Take it or leave when it. When we swing out of a tree and jump in front of a microphone, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe we'll just we'll wrap this segment up and. Uh, Come back, talk about talk about the beer we're drinking. And, yeah, yeah, that and sounds then, good. Uh, yeah, we did talk about uh, maybe getting into some of the things we're gonna we're planning on doing. We'll see if we could make it a reality. Yeah, we're coming down to the end of the year. I mean, it's only October, 
Yeah. But there's only two months left in the year, and uh, we started this in January, so yeah. we're coming up on a year of doing this. And, uh, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of podcasts out there where they do one every two or three days, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, hey, if you got the time for that, great. Yeah. I think uh, focusing more on the quality versus the quantity I think has served as well. Uh, so 15 and then, you know, 10 months, that's not too shabby. No. And I, I think we I said uh, bi-monthly originally. And mm-hmm. Yeah, close. Yeah, know, yeah, we had some. We tried. We've had yeah. a couple. You know, you, there was times you went on vacation, and I got hung yeah. up for a week or two, and, yep. and couldn't get at it. So, yeah, man, we've been pretty consistent for the most part. Uh, oh, he's gonna mess that up. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a. Gi- so for no reason in particular, I have a giant inflatable donut in <laughs> in my basement, and Oscar's about to uh, put a hole in it. So. Yeah, so we better go. Yeah, we're gonna. Away from I'm gonna go put a, put a stop to that real yeah. quick, and we'll be right back. Sounds good. Doing what we always do, drinking beer. Indeed. Had to take my contacts out. They were killing me. Yeah. Eyes are getting dry. I can't wear them. We got dogs down here now, two dogs, so I'm sure they're going to do something stupid. Four-legged ambiance right there, man. We got the clothes washing. We're all good. (laughs) We can enjoy the beer now. But, uh, yeah, actually, we've got one uh, from Pittsburgh today from Dancing Gnome Brewing Company. And... uh, I've been digging their stuff. I, I don't think we even talked about that last one we did, did we? Because we had, yeah, we had it. Be- we? I, I thought we had it before the podcast, and we never actually reviewed. Maybe, it. maybe. Yeah, it, it, one of the best beers I've had all year. Yeah, it's amazing to think that we actually drink beer before we even start the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> would you and believe one, that? One would never know. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, depending anyway. on the episode. This one is called The New Sound, and it's a collaboration with Microphone Brewing. Yeah, Microphone. 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 (laughs) M-I-K-E-R phone. Microphone. That's that's catchy. Yeah. Cool uh, sound. I dig it. Yeah, cool sound. Cool can. Yeah. The New Sound. The New Sound. Peach and Tangerine American Ale. I'd go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I agree with that 100%. The the peach definitely stands Mm -hmm. out. Yeah, I don't get the tangerine as much. I mean, it, it goes down super smooth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's it's we, very. We've good. actually been drinking it for a little while. Now, Indeed. Yeah, since we kind of started the podcast, but and and you know, and it's not like overwhelming peach. Like you know, again, Kim drinks a lot of the ciders and a lot of the, right. the reds and stuff like that. And some of they have like peach flavored drinks, and that's like, there I can drink one, but that's my cutoff because they're too sweet. There's a little too much peach there this is something that it's kind of subtle um but yeah definitely uh yeah and it's still hot it's nice yeah exactly you know? yeah it's still got that 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 ale feel i have my battery's running low i think uh is that power switch on mm, how's that um yep there we go all right sorry Te- technical difficulty but we're good 
Yeah, but anyway, um, it it's not. Yeah, the peach doesn't slap you in the face no. because it's it's balanced with hops at least. You know, um, I'm trying to find if uh, if we could have. Yeah, see, no IBU listing. I don't think that a lot of brewing companies are listing IBUs anymore because yeah. I think that it's. It's an involved process, I think, to actually figure it out. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. I, so, never, I have no idea how they would actually do that. I think that they are just saying, you know, who cares? Right. Well, and that's it. I think there was a, we just had another one not too long ago that was the same way. We couldn't find everything on the IBU was just a blank dash. Yeah, I think that was it from was Anchorage. The, uh, yeah, the Anchorage Brewing Company. Um, you know, the it, but it's weird because sometimes the IBUs, you know, I had an I, a beer that Kim brought back from uh, Wildwood for me. And, you know, I looked at the IBU was like 98. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, you know, I was a little intimidated by that. And then I drank it and I was like, this is awesome. I was like, right. you, you wouldn't know it, you know. So yeah. it was, you know, for, for what little knowledge I have of the craft beers, IBUs, ABVs, all that stuff. It took me a little while to learn that stuff. Um, but from what I know of it, I was kind of taken off guard by it. I was like, wow, for a high IBU, I was expecting like, you know, a, a dry. vice grip on your tongue, you know what yeah. I mean, type dry. But yep. it really wasn't. It was a really good. And now it was potent. Don't get me wrong. It was it was pretty pretty dry and pretty strong, but it wasn't like I had to choke it down, you know. Right, I, I've had right. a few of them where... You know, IBU didn't matter. They were just terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really good beer, uh, and uh, it just so happened to have a high, high IBU. So I don't know if that was something that's kind of turning people off of certain beers or what. Yeah, I mean, I I had one one time that was supposedly 115 IBUs, and it was just like the most pungent grass water i've ever tasted like that's all it tasted. it just tasted like yeah like like weeds yeah. like weeds and grass and it was just super dry and it was not not very good it just left that bitter taste yeah. in your mouth you know that terrible bad after that was just a bad beer yeah i mean that's but. it i mean and then on the reverse end of the spectrum and you have something that's like so ultra sweet it's like how can people like this it's yeah. so sweet so i guess there's you know there's there's all ends of spectrums you, you know, gotta so. pour those two beers together there you go yeah. yeah find a happy medium yeah but this one this is pretty good again you know we we only drink good beer apparently on podcast yeah so yeah. i mean obviously you know any dancing gnome beer that you can get your hands on you should do it because i i'm i'm kind of gathering that they only do like can releases mm -hmm. or you're getting a growler all right come on dogs <laughs> but yeah so if you could get your hands on some dancing gnome cans whatever it is just drink it yeah it's good stuff it's, man it's, it's i mean delicious. i don't think yeah. we're gonna know what to do with ourselves if we get a beer that we don't like yeah i don't know it's gonna be uh you know we might have to pause the podcast and kind of reel ourselves in a little bit because we've been fortunate man yeah, some I think of them we, you've tried, you've had before, and I haven't. And there's others that I've like, hey, check this out. I've tried yeah. this one before. Like, yeah, I've had that a hundred times. Yeah, there's a, a degree <laughs> of slick. screening that, that, mm -hmm. that that's done, you know. Yeah, but for the most part, there's few that we haven't had any experience with until we cracked it open on a podcast. And well, that was the last the last one actually. Yeah, the one from uh, uh, Tavor. Mm -hmm. That was which one was a bring or uh, blame it on the haze. Yep, blame it on the haze. That was the first time we had that, and you know, it was good. It was. <laughs> So, 
It went down quick. That was one of those beers. It was like holy smokes. Yeah. We weren't ta- done yeah, talking that, about it. It was gone. It was just that that beer is just super drinkable. But yeah. Yeah, that's our our beer well, review for the new sound. The new sound. Uh, yeah. Pick some up. Yeah, I like I like it. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. Again, so I don't know how seriously you want to take our beer reviews because everything yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Yeah, it's like beer. It's <laughs> awesome. I mean, I think we do a good a good job of describing, you know, the flavor profile yeah. behind it and, you know, how how drinkable it is if it's more of a sipping beer. Or if, yep. But uh, yeah, no, I agree. we just don't. And we don't have our preferences, too. Yeah, we just don't give it a, a score. It's more right. of a, maybe we'll start calling it the beer description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not but, a bad way to go because it's because uh, again, you know, we just kind of talk a little bit about what we like about it, what we don't like about it, and uh, kind of go from there. But we've been fortunate, man. We just that's just again, it goes to show how many good beers are out there. Yeah, that are in the whole craft beer market, and they're all di- they're all different. That's, that's the it. thing. I mean, once you get into it, you realize how different they all actually really? are. That's that's it. I mean, it, again, starting out with this podcast with you, I was real green with this stuff. You know what I mean? And now I'm I'm like oh I can now you're a full I can fledged taste, alcoholic I know right absolutely <laughs> I tell you I'm I tell, a bad I got all that beer for my birthday it's gone <laughs> there you go I mean it, it, it goes bad if you don't drink it you have to drink it isn't there like a drink by date on well it honest, honestly um, a lot of these craft beers are best if fresh yeah. yeah the the fresher you get them the better you know right, they right. sit around their, their flavors definitely change I mean even I've noticed that when you open beers. And, and as you're drinking them, and they yeah. start, like, they aerating and yep. warming up, and different flavors come out, it's it's a roller coaster ride of Indeed. flavor. I'll tell you what, I've really been enjoying this, so I'm, I'm glad I kind of got involved in this whole craft beer movement. Because, again, I was, you know, not that into it. I, I drink whatever somebody put in front of me for the most part if I was at, you know, a barbecue or whatever. Yeah. But it was usually more of the domestic-type stuff, and, uh, you know— whether I liked it or not, it was like, uh, am I going to have a Pepsi or am I going to have a beer? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to have a Miller Lite. You yeah. know what I mean? But and it's a, this just like is a waste. Something that's, yeah, this is something that's really and come it, a long I, way. And I don't mean to insult anyone that likes Miller Lite. It's just, right. for me, I'm, Well, I can drink a Miller Lite. Yeah, you know I'll I mean? still it's, drink it. You know, yeah. if we're having a party where we're, you know, playing sports in the yard and stuff all day, I'm sure. not going to drink crap yeah, beer you all day long. Yeah, you don't want to knock back 8%ers. Yeah. yeah, you'll be face down in the lawn somewhere. Yeah, um, Every, everything but, has you know, its place. I, I have friends of mine now that drink this stuff because it's like, hey, try this out because they come yeah. over and hang out. I'm like, hey, try this. And now they're now they're buying them, you know what I mean? And that comes right around to the whole, wow, that was interesting, uh, you know, the, the Tavor thing. I have all yeah. my friends are starting to jump on the Tavor train now. Yeah, that's you know awesome. I mean? I mean, it's, like we said, the beer review is brought to you by Tavor. Indeed it is. Which we should probably get to that, speaking <laughs> of. Um, I know that most people are repeat listeners, but if you're not, Tavor is the premier craft delivery service. Um, it's an app. You download the app. It's not a subscription. You That's pick what you want. That's the best part about it. You build your own case. Mm-hmm. You can put anything you want in there. They ship it right to your door. That's it. You buy it if you want it. If you don't, you don't. You don't buy anything. You're not locked into any kind of monthly fees or anything like that or any kind of monthly uh, subscription costs or whatever. And it's 400-plus breweries that they, they yep. deal with. Yeah, it's um, growing and, every day. And if you have listened to us, uh, we've, we've done a couple of the Anchorage Brewing uh, beers, and they're going to be the uh, primary sponsor or sponsor distributor yeah. uh, for the Anchorage Brewing Company beers. And they've got two new ones coming out shortly. Uh, they have a stout coming out, um, and they have another double IPA coming out. As as far as the 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 Kuyu series, the Kuyu yeah. series, yeah, yeah. Um, what what else did I want to say? Oh, uh, as far as um, 
to Vorgo, you know, not being a subscription or anything like that. I think that the real selling point of Tavor is what makes it worth it is you're going to get to try beers that you're not going to get to try if you just go to your six-pack sh- exactly. shop. Or, exactly. You're and, just and not going to get them. It's kind of designed that way. Yeah. So they kind of look at – you put in your zip code, and they kind of look at your locale and, like, what can you not get there? Yeah. And once you start picking beers and you start picking things, it's kind of like Netflix. You know what I mean? They'll yeah. start to figure out based on what you've been picking, like, what you might like, and they give you some suggestions and stuff like that. And that's kind of a cool thing uh, because they, they'll throw some stuff across your feed that you wouldn't even have thought you'd – like and right. the next thing you know you're like why not throw two of them in the case yeah. send it out my way and yep. you build your case over time it's not like you got to build it in a day and then they got to ship it out you could store a couple things you know within reason and they'll send some cool stuff out to you and uh you got yourself a party in a box man that's it and if you uh use the link that uh happens to come through with sons of the hunt you will get ten dollars off of 25 right 25 yeah that's so you it. spend 25 bucks on beer which is real easy to do uh, they'll knock ten bucks off. That'll cover most of the shipping, if anything else. Yeah, you know, get that Look, get that box to your door. It's Aldo's tail wagon. Indeed, it does. So, it gets my too. tail wagon. Yeah, me too. But you know, uh, talking about craft beer, like you said, you know, some of your your buddies are are starting to get into that. Yeah, and I think that it's it's kind of a natural thing for anyone that's you know a quote unquote foodie. Yeah, you know, because it, it kind of runs in the same vein. You know, sure. Once you you get into, you know more advanced flavors and you know different profiles and how things sit on your palate and then you know it's it's the exact same thing as we were talking about in the first half where you know you start getting experimental with with cooking wild game that's it yeah which was uh something we we've been discussing we 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 do want to push more of the uh you know the cooking aspect sure like we said and and we have some ideas we've been tossing around. Um, one of them being that I think we're going to. Uh, we actually have a couple. We've been talking to a couple different uh, local restaurants, and I think we're going to start doing restaurant profiles and talking to chefs and seeing how they prepare wild game. Because mm-hmm. you may not know it, but a lot of the chefs in our area are avid hunters and. They love wild game. Absolutely, and they really do a heck of a job. I mean, bang-up job on some of the stuff. I mean, we follow them on Instagram and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, Instagram is like the original foodie app for <laughs> social media, you know what I mean? Um, and it's just, I mean, the stuff they're doing is, is you know, is just bananas. And, you know, like I, we were talking earlier, I, mean, I love a good venison stew or chili or, yeah. you know, like you were talking about, you had that new f- video coming out, the food video yeah. of how yeah. you like to cook venison. My favorite way to do it. Yeah. yeah, your favorite way. And it's a pretty simplistic way of going about it. Oh, yeah, it. it's super easy. That's it. And that could be your favorite, you know, but to go on the other end of the spectrum and see like something really super elevated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool, especially for, you know, Mark and I have worked in, in restaurants and we've been in kitchens for a, a good portion of our lives. And, uh, you know, it just kind of trips a certain trigger for you. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, when you love to cook yeah. and you love food, when you can um, implement wild game into a recipe that doesn't traditionally use wild yeah. game and you can kind of yeah. change it a little bit, add some flair, it, it's just a fun experiment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and m- most of the time, if we're going out to eat, well, thank you. All Agreed. Right. Bless you. You know, we we start talking about food, and Aldo just starts losing food. it, going he bananas just loves food, over here. Man. He's, Aldo's the four-legged foodie. Yeah. Well, Oscar just stole his 
his little Asabuco there. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oscar Buco. <laughs> but, uh, that needs to go on a T-shirt. <laughs> anyway, yeah, like I was saying, most of the time I'd rather cook deer steaks for myself than actually go out because right. I think that I could prepare food better than most of the places we go. Not all of them. Right, right. But well, that's it. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'd rather knock out a, a deer steak or some deer chili than yeah. go to TGI Fridays. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And that, that recipe that we were saying, nah, it's not even a recipe. There's just the way that I prepare steaks and the things that I eat with them. Mm-hmm. I, I would eat that every single meal if I could eat one meal for the rest of my life. That's it. And I would not get tired of it. And that's and, and that's that's a big that's a big kind of uh, tipping point for, you know, a lot of the uh, – you know, when we talk about kind of trying to spread ourselves out a little bit and how we, we want to stop breathing our own air as hunters and we want right. to kind of um, introduce ourselves to people who are not hunters, uh, you know, and, and the best way to do that is through food. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and that's been the trend for a while now, you know, the food to table movement, you know what I mean? People are starting to care a lot more about where their food comes from, what's in their food. You know what I mean? People are reading labels now. Back in the day, you just grab a box of Tang and have it. I mean, there's like rocket fuel in that stuff. I mean, but it's just one of those things where people are paying more attention now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, hunting's like the the largest environmentally environmentally friendly food procurement system on the planet yeah, absolutely well i mean that's why that's why, that's you why know, it's and, there and that's but, it but that's that's a great way to kind of come across to people who are not really familiar with hunting you yeah. know like we talked about earlier like what's why do you hunt you know what i mean well i get some really sweet food man yeah. out of the deal and you know it's something that I, I never really wanted to get into it but i mean as far as far as my diet lately i've been trying to stick to a a, a ketogenic diet right and with wild game and the the way that I prepare a lot of wild game, it's it's ideal. Yeah, it doesn't get any better. You can't pack That's any it. more protein into a more flavorful piece of meat, you know. And most of the time, all I'm eating is like some source of fat and protein, some vegetables, and it's just super satisfying. It just it, after eating deer steak, it seriously you you feel I don't know what's what's the what's the word satisfied you feel it, full you, feel you definitely feel charge you feel that energy charge you know it's uh <laughs> there's a word that's yeah i know my, i know i'm with right you and th- that but, uh, that again that comes along with talking off the cuff sometimes we're searching for words <laughs> and i'm like i that there's a word for it and i just can't come up with it virile uh, yeah <laughs> that's the one man that's what's, that's on the tip of my tongue yeah i feel more virile yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah it's i mean and i think that there's so many people out there that try to eat the same way and live the same kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. and they don't realize that they can be getting this is a source of food this is another way you know an outside of the box type of thinking of how they can get better protein for them better cleaner food that's it and cleaner you know? is you can't understate that you know underline that statement how enough. many it how many pounds of beef clean. are being recalled right now i know it's beef, it's chicken, it's tuna. It's yeah. like, it's constant. You know what I mean? It's always something, you know? And, uh, you know, this, this is, there's nothing in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's pure and it's clean, you know, it's, uh, and it's, and it's relatively inexpensive. I yeah. mean, for the most part, I mean, it's initial investment when you get into yeah. hunting, there's a lot of stuff you kind of have to get, but it'll last. You, <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? My price per pound of venison is creeping up there. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it happens. What, it's getting it's getting a little pricey this year. Yeah. Well, but that's it. Next year it'll be next year the price will drop. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and, and that's it. It's it's clean food, and it's a great way to introduce um, hunting as a, a sustainable source of food. And it opens up conversation, you know, for yeah. someone who otherwise might turn their nose up at the even the thought of going out and killing something. You know what I mean? To eat right. it. I mean, but that's it. If you eat meat, you, something's got to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of people kind of are okay with that as long as they don't got to do the killing. Right. And, uh, you know, it just, again, we, we talked earlier about it. Kind of, we, get, we separate ourselves and we get disjointed from the whole process. You know what I mean? And, you know, listen, I don't, I'm, I'm not ready to line up a bunch of pigs in my backyard mm-hmm. and, and, you know, take them out so I can make bacon. I mean, no, it's not something enjoyable to me. But, you know, I, I eat meat, so, you know, if you eat meat, something Yeah, I had a chicken die the other day. Yeah. I almost cried. I know, right? Yeah. And, it's, and that's it. There, there's, it's a different relationship. You know what I mean? And uh, I think you appreciate things a little bit more when you hunt. You appreciate, you know, the protein. You appreciate that meat, that game, what have you, uh, a little bit more than if you just showed up at Wegmans and bought a big family pack of chicken. You know right. what I mean? There's, yeah. There, there's more of an attachment there. I mean, there's, there's this, you know, you get this this intimate attachment to your food and your True. ingredients when you yeah. hunt. You know what I mean? Because when I'm cooking a, a, a venison roast, bet your bottom dollar I'm paying attention. Because yeah. if I overcook that, I'm going to be livid. Yeah. Because I had so much investment into that, into into acquiring that, yeah. that I'm going to make sure that I, I you know use great care when, when preparing it. And usually when I'm doing something like that, I'm preparing it for somebody else. So I want them to have a good experience with it. You know what I mean? So it's just a different all-around universe yeah and there you know that there'll be a lot less waste because you're going to eat every leftover that, that's there that's it so so kind of bringing that into the forefront uh, of, of hunting a little bit i mean it's you know we're not the first ones to do it this isn't like a new concept by any means but i think it's it's, it's a concept that deserves it warrants more attention than it's been getting right uh, yeah, so yeah. to kind of kind of spotlight that aspect of it a little bit. I, th- I think it'll be something that people are going to enjoy. Yeah. I'm sure as hell going to enjoy it. I know you're going to enjoy it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I get to um, eat. It, but to, for people to see a different spin on it, you know what I mean? For people who make their living as executive chefs in restaurants that are pretty popular in the area yeah. that most people would, would not think that these guys are yeah. really into wild game because, you know, they make their living cooking for people who don't give it a second thought. Right. You know, so to see another side of them and to give them a platform to say, hey, look, this is what I like to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it can shine a new light on on the whole process yeah. you know, from the ground up. And then it, it really pushed me over the edge the other day. I had a, a restaurant follow me, a local restaurant follow me on Instagram. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, all right, I got to do this. I, I've been thinking about it for a while, so... I think we really just got to forge ahead. I know it's a, it's, it's another commitment that I, I'm, I'm putting on us, but I, I think we could do it. I well, think it's not like it's hunting season or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something else I should say is that uh, we'll probably do this after. Yeah. After, you know, hey, hey, whatever you want to do, man. Like January, February, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cool times we could do that, and, and there's no bad time to get into into cooking and to get into food and, and, and eating. I mean, yeah, unless um, unless you have an empty freezer. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, and that's kind of the case right that's, now. We're yeah, that's our first, much in the our first of obstacle crisis. to overcome. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Is to uh, actually get some meat. That's it. And but, maybe we'll do some cool stuff ourselves, you know what yeah. I mean, with some butchering tactics. Uh, I mean, I love to butcher my own deer. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of fell into that on my own. Yeah, well, I, I know I could, I could definitely use some pointers and, you know, maybe uh, – 
next deer you or I shoot, and we'll yeah do a little little session. Yeah, you know? do something in the in the garage back there, and yeah, I mean I, I had to learn on my own. I mean, you know, a friend of mine told me once, and it stuck with me. Uh, he's like, you know what? When you once you get the skin off, it's like following a road map. Yeah. He's like, a yeah. lot of the muscles will separate, separate themselves, and if you just got to yeah. kind of figure out where the roads are. Yep. And once he said that, it, it clicked with me and it made sense. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try it. And trust me, uh, butchered, not the literal sense of the term. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I messed up a couple deer to where like 80% of it became burger. But you know, I, I learned a lot. Yeah, I learned a lot how to do it. You tacos, just jump in with both feet. Chili. Yep, a lot of that stuff. You know, you jump in with both feet and you just figure it out. And like I said, I didn't ruin any deer because I ate them all. Right. But there was a lot more jerky and burger than I would have liked. Right. But now I'm a little bit more refined to where I can break it down to specific roasts and what's what do I want to use for steaks and what do I want yeah, to I use think for that, grind and. I think that could be definitely helpful to people. I mean, because I mean, I have a very rudimentary idea of butchering like mm-hmm. i'll quarter up my deer and cut the back straps off and right. you know my, my dad pretty much handles the breaking down part yeah yeah you know? well see i was always the same guy you know i couldn't wait to cut that back strap out you oh, know yeah. but now i'm looking at it going okay if i count six ribs in and yeah. i cut this here and i leave the ribs on you see a rack of lamb that yep. you can get that with a venison and the presentation side of that man like the the table quality that you can put in front of somebody you're like wait a minute this is venison are yeah. you kidding me yep like that that's where you elevate yeah, and that's, that's where gonna, you can take it a step that's beyond. gonna be huge yeah but so i, I think this is a really cool path yeah to start down um yeah. and it, it's it's something fresh for people who follow us and listen uh you know we can only bag on social media pages right. so many times right. before it gets old uh but to have something different and something new uh you know, that's not only new to our podcast, but new gen- in general. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of people out there doing something like this. So I think it'll be something fresh that people will appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. But that's our plan. Um, these dogs are unruly tonight. <laughs> yeah, like, the entire hell, second half of this podcast. Well, the first half I had Aldo upstairs, and now, and now he's downstairs, and they're both just they're trying, their way around. trying to chew on the same bone. Yeah, it gets a little... And he's just growling the whole time. Not enough room in this bone for both of us. Yeah, they're getting at it. But, yeah, they're buds. Yeah. Their buds are coming along. But, yeah, so that's that's just kind of the uh, the summary on what we're going to do, where we're going to be heading. I mean, we're obviously going to be doing podcasts in between about, you know, updates on what we're seeing and things will change as, you know, one of us shoots something, we'll be telling stories that's about it, that. Yeah. And, Yep. Whatever hey, else, you know, pops a lot of, up. A lot of hope coming up. I mean, you were just showing me a picture of a, a buck that one of your buddies shot. That was a really, really nice deer. I mean, yeah. there's a, I mean, we're only a weekend, and we're seeing a lot of just I slammer deer. I can't believe already it. harvested this year. <clears throat> Excuse it's me. Impressive. I feel like I'm getting I'm getting cold here. I kind of sound like it too, but uh, yeah, I've never had early season deer like I I do this year. Yeah. You know, on camera and seeing them, and uh, this is the the best early season I've ever had so far. And yeah, it's pretty impressive to see what's going on out there, and we're only a week in, so you know, it just gives you a lot of hope for what's to come. I mean, we got a long season to come. To come, um, I'm going to be doing a trip to New York uh, in December, so that'll be kind of interesting to see what comes of that. Um, so there's some cool stuff coming up, and yeah. uh, so we figured we touch base a little bit and let you know what's coming on the pipeline, and uh, kind of give you a little bit of update on the the season for us so far. Yeah, and, uh, throw throw a beer in there as well. Why not, right? Yeah, we'll definitely be drinking beer. <laughs> but 
I think that's going to wrap it up for this one. It was kind of an off-the-cuff episode. Absolutely. Which is usually how they roll, but... Yeah, I think that if you're going to take anything away from this, it's that uh, Jay and myself need to get our hands on some steak really yeah, fast. Yeah, something's got to die stat. We're just, <laughs> we're just sitting here drooling, talking about, oh, we could cook it I this know, it's way. hard, man. <laughs> you know, I was watching some shows the other day, and there was a cooking segment in, in, in one of the shows, and I was like, oh, man, you're killing me. Yeah. Killing me. I'm dying for it. So, you know, it's like I said, we, we always like to reserve that last pack of steaks or whatever yep. i consumed mine on my birthday uh, mark just killed the rest of his yep. so uh there's no there's no going back now man it, it, we're on fumes so it's uh it's about that time Aldo's like, wrap Aldo. it up wrap it up yeah. all right <laughs> that's enough for us we're uh we're gonna call it a night it's 10 o'clock i gotta get up at 4 30 so we will catch you on episode 16. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe, rate, all that good stuff. Follow everybody on Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff. You yep. can find Mark on YouTube uh, so you can get a lot of the uh, – maybe it would be easier to, to uh, stream some of these videos uh, on your television if you do it through YouTube, yeah. um, which is really cool. That's how I do it personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll throw it up through YouTube on the television. and uh, So it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, if you like it, thumbs up, share it. Your friends, if you think they would dig it, uh, it just helps us get the message out there and it helps us, uh, you know, kind of sp- spread a little bit of our uh, theory here. Yeah. Yep. So that's it. We're going to say goodbye now. Aldo's going to say goodbye. Indeed, we indeed. will catch you on it. Really?